On this Serial Progress Seeker pod, Ben and I talked about an amazing weekend we recently had at the Bourbon and Beyond Festival in Louisville, Kentucky. We recap not only the highlights of the stellar entertainment, but the plethora of marketing lessons that we learned along the way. Join us as we look back on our rock and roll weekend in bourbon country. Let's dive in. Let's do it. Hey, what's going on, man? It's it's good to see your face. It's always so nice to uh, to, to, see you. to be able to jam out with you and and hang out. And uh, I know we're coming off of a pretty big, exciting weekend. I know we're we're here. It's it's a little later in the week, but I'm just now here on like a Thursday, starting to recover from last weekend. I don't know about you. And when I'm talking well, you about stayed recovery, an extra day, yeah, I you did stayed an extra day. So yeah, <laughs> I did. And when I'm talking about recovery, I'm talking about. Bourbon and beyond. We just went to this, I mean, just badass festival in Louisville, Kentucky. And, and, uh, man, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about it because I want to get your kind of, you know, recollection of things and, and, you know, you know, get an idea of what you thought about everything. Cause, man, I had, I left with such a good taste in my mouth and it was so much fun. It was fun to hang out with our friends. And, uh, tell me, what, what was your overall thought? What'd you think about Bourbon and Beyond? Well, you know, it's, it's funny. It's, it's like one of the big draws for me, um, you know, it was obviously the music. Um, but um, I, I'm a huge podcast listener these days. Uh, and and I, w- I was a decently big podcaster, you know, from in terms of listening before. Um, and, you know, I've done a podcast for a long time. But, like, really the pandemic is where I got really hardcore. And, like, getting into certain podcasts, one of those podcasts that I got into over the last little bit, and this was post-pandemic, but I was already in the habit, uh, was the Always Sunny podcast. And, you know, we went to see those guys and um, watching them, you know, sort of in this environment was was interesting. Uh, but, you know, I am so used to music festivals that are just, they, you know, as an adult, they make me feel old. Um, <laughs> that's the best yeah. way I can put it. So is true. I get done with the music festival. And, and yeah, like I'm tired after this last one, but like it's a completely different kind of tired. Normally when we go to music festivals and we've been doing this for years, like you and me. Um, yeah. But normally when we get out of a music festival, I feel beat up. I feel like I had to, you know, sacrifice comfort um, <laughs> to be at this. And I, I think, you know, and the reason we wanted to talk about this on the podcast was this was a music festival that was specifically designed for a, a specific audience. People sort of in our age range and our sort of our, you know, financial set of where we are now. Um, and it was really, really set up in a way that they didn't lose, you know, a lot of the folks that I think, you know, wanted to come just because it was in the area. But at the same time, they drew a lot of people from a lot of different places because they had sort of this different tier and I know that that's, you know, something that we wanted to talk about when we when we were there. We're like, oh, we got to talk about this on the podcast. It's like the way this thing was set up, it made you feel like, you know, you could be comfortable and still enjoy music and you could still enjoy all the festivities. And that's the other thing. This wasn't just a music festival that we went to. It There was a lot going on. And so, you know, and I think that's what we wanted to talk about is like, you know, in terms of relating this to like my business, because that's what I do the whole time I'm there. It's like, I'm like, okay, can, how can I bring things from this over into my own business, which has been this backpack based business for years? It was, how do we take things? And so like, that's, you know, I want to talk about that uh, before we get out of here today. It's like, what all did they do right? What was cool about this festival? Um, and sort of what was the step-by-step that we went through as we sort of experienced this, you know, not really knowing what we were walking into a lot. So, you know, 
I'd love to hear your thoughts on that too. Well, I mean, and, and the word you've used a couple times already, I think is the perfect word and it's experience, right? I mean, I felt so much, uh, a, a real, uh, connection, uh, almost, um, at this festival. I, I felt like just because of the wide array of things that were going on, you've already touched on some of it. The fact that there was literally a live podcast. And when we're talking about a live podcast, I would say one of the top podcasts in the world, it's gotta be, it's gotta be, it's gotta yeah. be way up there from a, from a listen, listenship standpoint. Um, and they were there recording live, live, uh, live content, but they were also there kind of hanging out and stuff like that. So that part was cool. We had the amazing music and I'll, I'll touch on some of the bands we got to see and stuff, which was absolutely awesome. Um, I mean, even all the way down to, you know, the bourbon itself, like, you know, we had, there were literal uh, bourbon, connoisseurs there and i'm talking the best (laughs) bourbons in the world the best bartenders in the world mixing some of the most like prolific and creative con uh cocktails that you've ever seen in your life and it just felt like it was like this collusion of all these people who were just literal masters of their craft and when we get to kind of we get to kind of enjoy an experience like that and be be kind of where we were which is kind of on the outside looking in when we were in we were inside it but we were watching this whole thing process in front of man it was really cool to experience absolutely well you know just to walk the timeline um and for anybody that's listening in and wondering why the hell we're talking about uh, our fun weekend uh that you know just just to kind of walk you through what this was like um we came off of a pretty serious week of work. Uh, I traveled a lot the week before, and so like it was, it was one of those weeks where it was like, oh my gosh, this is a this is a hardcore week of work. And then like Friday morning, I dropped the kid off at school. Uh, the wife and I packed up into the car. Uh, our uh, my father in law was here. He had come the night before, so he he was here. He was picking the kiddo up. He was taking care of the kiddo. The kiddo was you know ready for a, a relaxing weekend while we were gone. And so we got into the car. And we fired up some podcasts. We were driving that way. No idea what to expect. (laughs) And so the time of day that we were traveling was pretty good. And, you know, that's one of the things that's kind of nice about what we do, Marshall, is we can kind of, as long as we plan enough in advance, and it's, it's, you got to plan no matter what, but you can kind of get away and still do your job. Like I was taking some work calls on the way, but everything was still pretty good. That's the whole backpack vibe, right? Um, Yeah. So we roll into, we start to roll into Louisville and I never, I'd never been to Louisville before. I think maybe I'd passed through it once, but I'd never been to Louisville before. And we roll into Louisville and uh, I know I'm not pronouncing it right for the people that are actually there, by the way, they're going to make <laughs> I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to say no, it. I, I knew, I knew what you were thinking. Uh, so, but, so we roll in and I am kind of just like taken back by the enormity of this thing. And, yeah. you know, the, from the hotel that we stayed at, which was right across the street from the event to, you know, where we are. Um, and I get in and we check in and we're kind of getting settled because we know that we kind of want to go as quickly as possible and get moving. Uh, and we, we, Marshall and I meet down at the bar. Um, and so we meet down at the bar and we're sort of, Marshall gets there, I think, like right after we do, like it was pretty close, right? Or maybe you were there right before. I think I mean, you were there go, right before. Go figure our meeting spot was a bar. That's a really yeah, weird no, thing. No, no. <laughs> We, we, we do a lot of business in bars. Um, <laughs> so we get and we meet up at the bar and um, immediately the vibe of Louisville in general is just very obviously focused on bourbon. And so this bar in the hotel was very focused on bourbon. And, you know, so there was a thematic feel throughout this. And obviously that's what, you know, Louisville is about. It's a big thing that they do. Uh, but the nice thing for us was, you know, everything sort of had this theme, even things that you wouldn't have thought had a theme. So right away, we sort of get in this vibe of like, okay, so this is, this really is, you know, their vibe. 
And so we have a drink and Marshall goes over and they were actually doing it. You guys were doing a show before us. We sat, we had a few other friends that came and met us. And then as we walk into the event is where you start to really understand what was happening. Um, We went into our hotel. This was another big thing that I thought was very cool. Um, We didn't have to like go wait at will call or anything at the event. They actually moved a lot of the stuff that, you know, in terms of getting your armbands and your VIP stuff, um, they moved that into our hotel. And so (laughs) that was pretty convenient for us. That was really convenient. Well, I thought this was very interesting because I got to think about this later. And I was like, why Why did they move to the hotel? Obviously, it's close. It's off-site. But why there? And, you know, I know that they could get a lot of people that needed to come from the event that weren't staying there. To, and it was a convenient location. It was not congesting things. Very, very smart. But I think they had done the math. I think they had done the math that a lot of people that were getting these armbands were probably staying in the hotel. And so it was a convenience to those people. So just – a lot of little detail stuff. Um, and there was no line. I mean, like I, I think I stood behind one person for a couple minutes and then I got my, my armband. Um, but this armband was important. We actually had a friend of ours, Barrett, uh, Barrett Sellers, that um, you know is very connected in a lot of these spaces and helped us to sort of get this set up. So shout out to him. It was, it was a good thing uh, that made the weekend even more fun. But we, we got these armbands and uh, with his help, and we sort of got into this mode of, okay, we're going to go into the menu. This is where things started to get really easy. Um, <laughs> a lot of times at these events, because of the way that these things are done, you have to wait in a lot, a lot of lines. Now, it's not to say that there weren't some lines there, but they had several different lines, but also segmented by the level of your armband. And we had a, a little bit of a higher level because we were very fortunate for this. Um, but because we had that higher armband level, this is what was cool. It wasn't just that our line was shorter because we had the higher level armband. And I noticed this this was very smart. Because we had this, our line was short, but it also took a lot of load off of the other lines as well. So every line that I went through um, that first day, you know, first impression was very short. And, and that was great. Yeah. So we go in and I had no idea what was what was happening when I walked in. I walked in, it's just a big mass of people and, and they're watching Brandy Carlisle, who I'm a huge fan of. Oh, uh, we were, were so good, right? She was awesome. And, <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. And like, if you guys have never seen Brandy Carlisle and the twins that uh, back her up, uh, yeah. amazing, amazing band. Make sure you go check that out. So we, so we walk into this and immediately, you know, I'm used to festivals where you have to walk between stage to stage and you have to like kind of pick and choose what you want to go see. And it's, it's, it always sucks. Number one, you always have to battle through people to get to where you want to go. Uh, but it's always like you're having to pick and choose. Now, the cool thing about this is they had two huge stages sitting right next to each other, sharing a sound system. And by the way, this was an impressive sound system in that you could actually hear the music without it being <laughs> blasting you. So they had uh, enough speakers. So once again, another planning thing, right? And what ends up happening is we walk in, Brandy Carlisle's on one stage, and really quickly realize that the band that we're there to see that night, Kings of Leon, is going to be on the stage right next to them. I had no idea that this was how it was set up, but like they're just literally swapping. So there's no time gap of having to break down a stage and get someone on the next stage, you know, which is is the same stage usually. It's (laughs) this band is done, this band starts, and if there's another band, well, they start doing that in the background without bothering anybody the whole time. So we get in. We're walking through, we get a drink right away just to sort of settle in. And then I realized that we're not actually in the area that we are supposed to go to, which is a, a, a more of a upgraded level. And so somebody's like, oh, we should walk over there. So we walk over there, super easy. We had our armbands, we just swiped them and we walked right in. 
everything was great about that. But what I realized, and this was probably the most genius thing about, not most, but one of the coolest things about this festival is when you walk through this, there's a gap between the stages and the actual general admission. Now, usually yeah. you've got everybody pounding into the stage and it, bec- it becomes a security problem. It really does. Be- just because too many people, right? Now, what I'm not sitting here telling you is, is, you know, with this setup, we were actually granted access to the front part of the stage and the general admission was actually behind the gate behind. I don't want this to come off as like, oh, because we had an upgraded armband, like this was, you know, we got, you know, the idea here is this, this, the fact that they gapped up different levels from a crowd control perspective, nobody ever got squished. And, right. and even, even the general admission was so much better organized in terms of like how people were placed and how people had room to breathe most of the time. Now I know it got a little bit more, you know, the second night, but I was just super impressed with the fact that how everything from top to bottom, even if you had a general admission, your experience was so much better because they had tears. And and I think that that's my first point, man. It's like, I think a lot of times in business, we miss this. Uh, you know, I have been doing tiered systems for years with Serial Progress Seeker and kind of how we do it. But I was like, we're not doing tiers to this level. And so typically when I sell a product, um, you know, it's a digital product and we'll sell a basic plan. So you can learn the basics of the system that we're teaching. You're going to get a advanced plan. So you can sort of take what you learned in the basic and you can sort of take it to the next level. We've been doing that for a long time. And we make an incredible amount of money by offering tiers so that people can sort of pick what which they want, right? Right. And as we're here at this event, I'm like, we're missing a third tier. You know, we're missing a third tier. We've got our basic plan. We've got our advanced plan. We've been missing our VIP plan. <laughs> and so one of the things that I really took away from this, and I think everybody, whether you're a chiropractor that's, you know, in a practice and, and you're brick and mortar every day, whether you're, you know, running the country club, whether you're um, running, you know, if you're running a charity auction and you're trying to don't organize things to raise money for a charity that you're trying to help. I think that it's very beneficial to offer several different packages because when you don't, um, you actually put yourself in a place where you're not going to earn as much money. But when you actually offer several packages, it's amazing how much you start to learn about what your audience is actually looking for. And so as I was looking at this, you know, I saw the different tiers that they offered. I saw the benefits. One of the big benefits, and I'll let you kind of speak to this, man, was a lot of our group is normally the group that sort of gets tired during parts of the day and they want to like chill yeah. and they'll go back to the hotel. So we sort of lose connection with our people. And, and like, we don't get mad. We're not, we're not upset by it. Like everybody, we want everybody to do their own thing. But there was this covered area um, that was just like a huge open room that had couches and seats and all kinds of things that people could go in and sit down. And I was blown away by how this, and I'll let you describe, like, how would you describe this? Because I mean, immediately it was like 20 degrees cooler in this room, right? Like, go ahead. Like, what do you, what did you think? Oh, it was huge. And, and cooler being the prime point because it was hot. It was really yep. hot. Um, to the point where, to be honest with you, they were literally bringing in water reinforcements for the entire festival because it was really hot out, and people were complaining that there wasn't enough water. And and to their to their uh, uh, you know to their positive nature, they actually came in and actually filled up the water and brought more in, which is really really nice. But yeah, it was really hot out, so having that tent 
um, experience in that area was really key for folks to be able to, number one, get out of the sun. But yeah, just like you said, so even though it was hot in the sun, there was a really nice breeze from a weather standpoint and stuff. So when you got underneath that tent, you were able to feel a breeze. You were able to be more comfortable. There were personal uh, concessions right inside that area. There was even, I'm sure you noticed too, there was a live feed. So if you, yeah. if you didn't have a great view of the stage, you could literally watch a television feed for the stage. And so you had that um, and, and, and you talked about, you touched on initially, uh, you know, how, how big it is to be able to tier offers for your, for your guests and stuff. But it's not only that, man, it's being able to deliver to those yeah. highest tiers. And that's exactly what I thought Bourbon and Beyond did a really, really good job of is they had this special area, but it wasn't just that it was special. We felt special. We had a, a great yeah. connection with that event because we felt like we were taken care of in, in those spaces. And I think that's a really, really important piece just in the business world in general. It's not just what you offer. It's how you actually deliver on what you say you're going to offer. And that's, that's what I think they did a really good job of. Well, the other thing was too, is like, if you're not, if you're like, if you're not at a, at a higher tier and let's say that you buy it at the lower tier, uh, you don't want to feel like you're being having the crap kicked out of you. And what, what I think was really great about this is the higher tiers actually took pressure off of the facilities at the lower Absolutely. tiers at Absolutely. every stage of the game. And we weren't even at the highest tier, by the way, you guys, like we didn't, we didn't buy <laughs> it at the highest tier. We were at like the middle tier and I never felt like I was being, you know, put down because I wasn't at the highest tier. What was cool is you walk into our area, obviously we have a better shot at the stage, which was cool because there wasn't as much, you know, pushing forward on that. There wasn't as much pushing back because of that because people were just dispersed better. But yeah. we had our own individual bars. We had our own individual bathrooms. And so what we weren't doing is going in to watch things and then going back to out of VIP to go take up bathroom space and, you know, line space for the area. So they, what they actually did is they actually used their VIP as a way to segment and give their people more of a break. Not that these places weren't busy, but nowhere compared to what it would have been like um, if they'd done this. And so what I really think is like, if you can schedule out, you know, or you can segment out like different tiers um, in your business, but you could also use that away as a way to help your staff sort of triage um, the demand. And I, I think that they did a very, very good job of that. Now, I, I'm not about to say that the first few years that they did this, with this organized, you know, I, I wasn't there and I've heard it wasn't as organized, but like, what's really cool is every time that you do something, we, we always talk about consistency and that is one of the secrets to our business. Um, you know, and why we get to do it from you know home, we're, we're sitting at home right now, you know, we, we get to do this from home and, but consistency is the key. And it's not, it's not how things go the first time you do it. It's not really yeah. even how things go the second time you use it. It's taking that data that you pull in from each of those events and figuring out how to make things better. I have no doubt that the next few years will be 10 times better than what we had this year because of what they learned. But like, that's the thing. There was such a good vibe with how they segmented it. And if you really looked, if you really looked, a lot of the folks that were in our tier were people that were a little bit older than us and people that are age. And it really made the experience a lot easier for me because uh, I can't I can't go out and stand like I used to go out and stand, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter how many times I hit a gym a week. I'm not going to be able to go stand for two, three days straight in the hot sun without, you know. So I was definitely willing to do more and to be down in the grounds more because of that. I'm the guy that will go to the hotel and rest for a while. I didn't really. Um, and so what does that equal for um, an event? 
well, I spent a lot more money actually down there with their vendors because of that. And I think that's the other side of it too, is giving people a different experience and, you know, segmenting your staff to deliver that experience and, and being able to afford that staff because you were able to charge that much more. Um, it really turns into something interesting because at the end of the day, you've got, your, I mean, multiples of income, you know, going up per person that's walked through those doors because they actually stay longer. And that's the other thing that I think is really interesting is, is how do you make your business sticky? How do you keep people in your business longer? You know, you, we talk about like Walmart and how great they are at sticking certain things in the back. <laughs> you know, so that you, you have to like your essentials, like bread and milk are like in the back. So you have to walk through everything else before that's what this, this, you know, this festival was really, really good at is they kept us in the festival for a very long time. The other thing that I thought was genius was this, they put us in a place where there wasn't a whole lot to do outside of the event. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had a little bar in our hotel. I'm sure there were some bars in other hotels, but like there wasn't a whole lot in terms of like, okay, there's all these things to do outside. We were very much focused in being in the event and then until they would, until they kicked us out. And so I, I think that when I walk out of this event, what really, really hit me, man, was this. I don't know where else to go for that experience. You know, I know, I know it exists, but the, the brand that they put in front of me with this bourbon and beyond thing absolutely put put me in a place where I was like, I have no idea where to go else for this experience. And I think that's the other lesson that I get, you know, something that we've really done well in Serial Progress Seekers, we build products that we're the only people that you can buy it from. That's it. I mean, like yeah. there's, there's really no other, we don't sell commodities. There's no other place to get what we do. There's no other place to get, you know, the million dollar backpack book. <laughs> it, it's ours. Like, Yes, you can learn how to do a lot of the things that we do in other places, but to put it together the specific way that we put it together, that's really kind of our secret sauce. And, and like the whole time we're at this event, that was that was really what stuck out to me was like they, they really have taken all these things that I've seen done in other places. A lot of places bring bands in. A lot of sure. people, you know, have special things like, you know, bourbon tastings and they, br they brought in chefs to teach things. You know, I've seen pieces of this all over, but the way that these these folks actually put this together and combine the ingredients was theirs. And I will follow the creators of this event around the same way that I would follow a band that I like around because because I want that experience again. And as long as they have enough little little pieces of that puzzle that interests me, I'm going to show up more. If I know that both those pieces plus the the person or the people you know the group that put it on put it on, and I when you can when you can create that, like that's magical, and and you know that's I I come back, man, and that's what I'm thinking about. I'm like, <laughs> how do we take this great thing that we're already doing with Serial Progress Seeker, and how do we how do we make it more of people will go out of their way to see if we offer something before they go somewhere else for it, and I think that's the thing is like. You know, next year when it comes into how are we spending our you know time and money to go somewhere, I'm looking for something that this particular group is doing, and I think that that when you can establish that, blows me away. Like what what else stuck out to you? Because well, you know, there was it, a lot. Yeah, you know, to piggyback more on what you said too, I think I think a lot should be said for, and it, this totally applies to our world as well. How much do we attribute our growth as a company? 
to what we've learned and what we've trialed <laughs> and erred, right? I mean, it's it's everything. It's literally yep. everything. So you mentioned it a few minutes ago. So the company that puts us on, it's Danny Wimmer presents, and they, and I'm with you, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to any event that they put on that we can. I'm gonna I'm gonna absolutely do it. They started this in 2017, and you mentioned this a second ago. That's why I thought this was important. It was a two night festival. Okay. And they and they had approximately 50,000 attendees. Now, here we are. It's 2022. They've missed at least two years, maybe three. Right. And it was a four-day festival. And I don't know about you, but I bet there were 50,000 people there on Saturday when Pearl Jam headlined. Oh, yeah. Like, just, just well, alone. Just alone. So, I mean, I mean I, I, <laughs> I'm doing the math. It's just the bar we were going to. And I was like, they're doing okay tonight. That was oh, Friday man. night. Oh, yeah. And that wasn't. And you're right. Like, that. From 2017, 50,000 people for the whole thing to just at least like just that night. I mean, I'm looking at the picture and we'll try to get a picture for you guys. Oh, that picture's um, insane. <laughs> yeah. Of the Saturday night of this. And we'll, we'll in the show notes, we'll try to get a picture up for everybody. But like looking down at this event, you're just like, this is a mass of people. And this is a mass of people that will want to come back next year, yeah. uh, which takes me to another point in a second. But I'll let you finish your thought. Yeah. And, I, well, and I, so I number one, they've obviously learned a lot in that time frame from 2017 to grow to this point, right? Well, then just what I was talking about a second ago. So that water issue. So that was something that was very prevalent. I was following them on Facebook and, and social media throughout the event. That was something that they were getting tons of complaints about on Thursday because it was really hot on Thursday. So people were jumping on their Facebook posts and saying, listen, you guys got to get more water out here. It's desperately hot. The lines are unbelievably long to get water. And literally the next day they had reinforcements for water. So that, that tells me two things. Number one, they've got the foresight to be able to grow the whole event, you know, over years time, but they've got the foresight to be able to react and respond and make their event grow while it's happening too. So uh, I just thought that was major props because that's, that's being able to really adjust on the fly, which is something you and I do every single day. Well, yeah, and exactly. Like, you know, just, quick adaptation it, it doesn't mean that the adaptation is going to be perfect but yeah. i think a lot of people when when you're when you're purchasing something from somebody and something's not right it is are they trying that's it yeah. are they trying and so some really interesting things here and we get into like the number one thing that i focus on which is list building like you know it, i wish that i and if you guys want to hear me bitch about something go to my facebook page i just posted something about list building and <laughs> and what an important part of our business is and how i keep saying this to people and, and a lot of people don't pick up on it but list building is important and one of the ways that they did this and I, i'm actually holding it up on my phone right now for uh the people that actually watch the video um version of this. But if you're listening, by the way, we do a video version that you can find on our YouTube channel. You can find it on our website, serialprogressseeker.com. But the idea is they've got this app. Now this app is cool because like the the reason I download the app is just I want to know t- show times. Like that's why I get it. Like it's simple. I I realized that there was an app. I want to know what the show times are. That is the sole motivator for me to download the app. I want to know the show. I want to know what stage that these people are on. Period. I just want to have a quick guide to get where I want to go. But what happens really quickly is you start to understand that these people are list building as they're doing this. Now, not list building in the sense of like they're getting an email address or something like that. But what they're doing is they are asking you that really simple question. You guys have seen it a thousand times. They're asking you, do you want to get notifications? Well, I'm like, yeah, of course. Sure. Something changes. Somebody has to go to a different place. I absolutely want to be able to do this. Now, here's what's really cool. After that first day, what is like, I'm not at the event yet because it starts on Thursday. 
And I'm seeing like, hey, make sure to show up for this artist so that they're making sure they pack the stages. That's standard. But what's interesting is like you said, when this, this water issue started coming up, I started seeing push notifications about the water issue and where they were putting up free water inside the venue start to arrive on my phone. And so like, let's say that I'm somebody that had been in there a day, Marshall, and like I'm, I'm pissed, right? Like I'm <laughs> pissed because there's like, there's no water uh, at the level that I want, you know, and I can't get water. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm, I'm starting to get mad. I'm starting to get mad. I'm, like, I'm dreading the next day. And that starts to pop in. I'm like, oh, okay, they fixed it. They're, they're yeah. working to fix it. And so this list of got and where this list thing goes, where I think this is really interesting is I got a very clever message um, Sunday night, Monday morning after this event's over. And this is what they did. You walk out of here. You've had a very pleasant experience. You're still high on what you just experienced, right? You're posting pictures to your Facebook page. You're posting pictures to your Instagram. You're talking about this thing and you're still very high on the event. And what they do is they send out a message and this message is basically, hey, did you have a good time this year? Hope so. We, we had a blast. Tickets are on sale now for 2023. This is when <laughs> we're doing it. This is what's happening. By the way, if you buy your ticket now, it's cheaper. Yep. Genius. Genius. And how you can really go to jump on your next event that is going to be a year away, by the way. This is a year away that they're doing this. And this is this is the planning and this is the foresight. This is the pro quality of this is and any business can do this. You get done with something that you delivered a big experience. Ask people to sign up for the next one. And I don't care if this is, you know, like I said, you got a brick and mortar business where you're like, you have a good food, like somebody had a good food experience and they tell you about it. Give them something that incentivizes them to prepay for the next one or to come back in soon. And that's the thing. I, I think a lot of times we miss out and I'm, I'm guilty of this and I'm, I'm trying to be you know better every week, but we miss out on when somebody tells us they had a really, really good experience. We miss out on that thing that we need to do, which is give them a incentive to come back again soon. And I just thought it was fascinating. You know, they understand that what they're actually doing with this app is list building, you know, yeah. And it goes even beyond the app too. I don't know if you noticed there was there was signage all across the property, all across the event, um, with QR codes, which we you know what we you and I both know what they were doing. They were getting people onto a list, <laughs> yeah. um, but and they were even posting it on their video board with a QR code, and it was showing like as I'm walking out of Chris Stapleton on Sunday night, which was the last act, we're walking out, and they've got this big giant video board saying, "Hey, pay ten dollars down to join us next year," and I'm like, oh. I mean, yeah. why would, of course they're doing that. Why wouldn't they be doing that? Because they're smart. It's very smart. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You didn't even have to like pay the full ticket amount to lock in a ticket for the next year. You were just putting a down payment down. Um, something that else was was really, really good. These Obviously, these folks are pros at this. This is not yeah. the only event that they put on. They <laughs> actually have a, an event coming up in the next few weeks that is a little more... Um, a little more metal, hard rock themed. Okay. But, yeah. but they, they understand something that's very essential. Um Music fans are music fans. Now, I'm not necessarily into some of the bands that they had, but I absolutely would go see some of the bands that were there. And, and after you've had this experience and you know that this is the same crew that's doing it, they are advertising their next events at the events where you're having a good time. And so just we get into and we talk about this all the time. How do you squeeze as much juice out of good publicity as you possibly can? Yeah. And, that, you know, the reason that we were like wanted to dedicate a whole episode to talking about this was just like they were good at this. They were really good. And, and you're right with the QR codes, building an SMS list. Um, you, you, how many different 
avenues can you go to put people on a list where the next year you don't have to work so hard on paid advertisements to get this in front of people? And that's, that's the right. thing. A lot of, I, 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 don't, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're the one that found this festival for us. How did you figure out that this festival was happening? Like, what was I the- literally? I literally came across a Facebook ad. That's all. That's what it was. And I saw, I saw a bunch of artists that I wanted to see. Didn't even and know I went, that. Yeah, that was. It was literally. It it ended up in my Facebook feed. That's it. <laughs> so basically, what happens is they spend money this year um, to run ads, and obviously they're probably going to spend money next year. Yeah. But every single year they build their database larger and larger of people that have actually been to the event, and what they know very intimately, and what we try to preach, Marshall, with you know, with the list building thing that we talk about all the time is. It's really hard to get a, a customer the first time. You know, everybody that's in business knows that the most expensive thing you can do is get a new customer. Yeah. Running that ad to you was expensive. Um, you know, they there's no time, no telling how much money got spent per person, and they have this down to a science too. They know exactly how much they had to spend to get a, t- a person to buy a ticket. Yeah. But the idea was they spent that money this time, but now we're all on the list. And they gained all of us on the list. We actually showed up. We spent money to be there. We are a customer. We're no longer in the new customer category. We're no longer in the category where they have to win over our trust. We're in the category of pleased customers. Yeah. And so now when these things come out next year, you know, number one, they're paying a lot less to reacquire a sale because we had a good experience. They don't have to put an ad in front of us to get us this next time. Now, here's what's really cool. This is what will flip your lid. They can actually in Facebook... They can actually take the list that they have, the list that they have, because you got to think, you know, even with this uh, app, uh, we had to put certain information in. They can actually put exclusion list into their advertisements so that advertisements don't get shown to us on certain social networks. And it only gets shown to people that they don't already already have in their database. And so you got to think from year to year, the amount of money that they save on advertising just by putting us into an exclusion list because they've already got us. They know we're getting the messages already. They don't have to spend money on us. They spend money on other people. That's where this list building becomes something that's extremely, extremely powerful. And so, you know, I, I, I'm watching this and it's just, I'm marveling at how well all of this was put together. Now, I also know this behind the scenes. I'm sure there was lots of holy shit moments for these guys where they're like, oh no, like the water thing. And like, you know, <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that there's, Tons of stuff that we didn't see, but the way that this was organized, very well done and that we didn't see a lot of those things. So that, that's the other side. Yeah. And we, and we talk about it all the time. You, and you, you talked about building a list because what we're trying to do is drive someone through a door, right? Well, okay, we got them through the door. Now, how are we going to treat them while we're here? That's where you start to get into the fact that you've built what we call customers for life. And that's, that's why it's such a big, huge piece. I mean, I, I, I'll tell you right now, every single year when this festival comes around, I'm going to think about going now yep. because, they, because they treated us so well. And I think that's, that's a big piece that should be touched on too. No, I, I do. It is. It, you're right. It is just, it's so easy to make money when you've done something right once for somebody and they paid you for it. And so I think that's the focus is like when you make a first impression, what's the first impression you're making? And I, you know, I remember back when I was in the chiropractic office too, one of the things that we did would do every so often is we would stop and we would, we would literally come in the front door ourselves. You know, a lot of times, you know, we would park in the back and walk in the back but we would come in the front door and we wanted to actually trace what it was like to be a customer again. And you got to do this every few months because things can change really, really fast. Yep. But you trace through and, and you would, you, it never failed. You pick out something that had either broken 
or that you could do a little bit better now that you knew a little bit more about what the experience was. And so I, I think that that's really, really powerful. And you know that there are walkthroughs that happen with this for months ahead of time where people are trying to really get it coordinated. And I think that that's important in your business too. Even if you have, even if you have a completely digital business like us, one of the things that we get really you know, big on doing is walking funnels. We're walking a funnel right now and we call it walking a funnel because that's the idea. We, we, we literally started, okay, what's the ad that we're running that gets someone to this page? Okay. Well, let's say I clicked on this. Okay. Clicked on this, landed on the page. Does, does that coordinate? Do they look like they belong together? Okay. We read down the page. We look at the offer. Okay, cool. We click the buy button. We'll actually buy through our own product. Does, does this experience feel fluid? And step by step by step, and we're actually working on a funnel right now that we're like, no, <laughs> it, it doesn't. Um, and this is, by the way, I, I want to just be throw this out here. And you know this, Marshall. Like, this is a funnel that's been live for two years. People are buying through it weekly. And we're like, ah, oh, we could do some more work on this. And yeah. the really, really cool part about this is when you do this kind of work, your conversion percentage goes up every time. This is the big thing. I am much more likely to buy a higher tier in a festival like Bourbon Beyond the next time. Save up a little more money. Really make this a, a I'm much more likely to go higher and higher every single year and and really try to participate more and be more part of things that they're doing because of the experience at the tier that I started out with. Yeah. Because of the experience. And so that's the thing. Every single year you gotta understand people have budgets for their vacations. People have budgets for their entertainment. And they allocate that certain ways. How do you become a bigger allocation in that budget? And yep. from a perspective of what we're doing, I pulled the numbers the other day. I, I haven't told you this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I oh dear. I, no, it's good. It's, it's really, really good. Is I pulled the numbers uh, and you know, I think it's incredibly important for any business out there to pull their numbers um, you know, at least once a quarter. Uh, I mean, you got to do your numbers every week. I'm not talking about regular numbers that we're talking about. I'm talking about we're at, you know, we're we're coming at towards this time of year where it's like I really want to see what's going on in the business in terms of like per customer, right? And so, you know, I I start looking, <laughs> and we have customers in our average ticket. By the way, you guys, our average ticket um, that we do on a you know on a sale through the week is you know around 150 bucks. So nothing. Nothing fancy, nothing fancy, but some of our top customers have spent eight thousand dollars with us this year. Like, think about that. I mean, we are a we are a strictly. And by the way, that is information. That's not software too. So some of these customers have spent well over ten thousand dollars when you factor in the software that they that they buy from us. And so you know, I start looking down the list, and there's tons of customers that have spent at least $2,000 with us. And if you do the math on what our average ticket is, you start to understand how important it is to build a list and do remarketing and to reactivate customers as, as often as possible. And so, you know, as I look at that, one of the number one things that I said was like, are we delivering a different experience for the people that are spending more with us? It is, and we are, but is it enough? And I don't think it is. I, I think that's one of the things. And so one of the things that we looked at is the people that have spent a lot of money with us this year, what do we send them in the mail? What do we reach out and do with them? And this was a, this was just this event, this Bourbon Beyond was so inspiring to me because I was like, how can we do more without costing them more? How can we do more for these people to give a better experience across the board? Because, you know, how how can we remove them from the experience that they're having that people that have spent less 
uh, with us. And, and I'm, I'm thankful to those people too. Don't get me wrong. But how do we make the experience even more fun and make them feel like more of the family because they have spent so much with us? And so that's something we're looking at right now. And like I said, I was astounded when I saw the numbers. I'm like, we have some people that are really love what we do and we need to do more to show them some love back. And I think that, you know, Bourbon Beyond was uh, Bourbon and Beyond was a great uh, reminder that you've got to make that extra effort because it turns into big things consistently over time. So, yeah. yeah. And I think too, I, I, another thing to add on to kind of what you're saying too, is, and, and just we're getting, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue. You can obviously tell I'm a big fan. Uh, I, I just thought they did such a good job, but um, the way they use tech, throughout the entire festival i thought was just really really impressive you've already spoken to how they were communicating to you through the through the mobile app i've already spoken to the fact that i literally learned about the festival and told you know eight of my friends about it because of a facebook ad so we they're doing some things right from a tech standpoint but something you touched on right there made me think too uh, something that our team does a good job of but i i wonder if everyone focuses on this aspect that is so elementary but it's so important and there are so many businesses that miss it and how easy is it for me as a consumer to give you my money and i think that's so incredibly yeah. important <laughs> it's it, it's i mean doesn't that seem like wow that seems basic but i can't tell you we've talked about this you and i before off the off the side before but i've literally tried to go to, to a bar or a restaurant or to a certain event or whatever and they make it so incredibly difficult for me to be able to spend my money and that's something that bourbon and beyond did a really really good job of every single place we went whether i was buying food whether i was buying a drink whether i was buying merchandise my wife bought merchandise through the app went to a mobile pickup line and picked it up didn't have to stand in a merch line i was like Fantastic. And, and, and people were, I don't know if you you saw this, but I was standing in a bar line one time. A guy had a wristband on. And instead of him doing what I was doing, which was taking my card out every time, scanning it, signing, which was awesome. They had all those things set up. He was scanning his wristband. So he had preloaded his wristband with a credit card and he was scanning his wristband at every single point of sale through that entire event. And I'm just like, wow, how easy have they make it made it for all of us to spend our money? Well, this is what I think is really interesting is I saw that tech and I, I was very interested in that from a from a bar perspective because I'm like, how many bars do I go into as we travel? Because we tend to find ourselves um we like seeing how bars run. Yeah. That is that's that's just one of our hobbies. And and, and you guys listen, we're not that much of alcoholics. I mean, we're there, <laughs> but we're not that bad. But the idea is we go to a lot of bars because we like seeing bands play. Um, yep. that, that's a big part of it from top to bottom. You know, that, that is one of the things that we really love and I'm actually going to see a band tonight. But nice. one of the things that always hits me is like, when we go into a bar, the number one thing that they do is they make sure that we're 18 years old and they give us an armband. Okay. Now there is an expense to an armband that has our RFID technology to do what they're doing. But I, I, I just think it's very interesting is if I walk into a bar, and everybody in my group is given an armband and it's under one ID and we've scanned our ID before. So they all, we scanned our ID, but we've also scanned a card before. How much more do we consume both food <laughs> and drink in just a bar setting, not even a festival setting? How much more do we consume if every time we have to go to the bar, we just run our armband under a scanner? And, and I think that this is something that like, if you run any sort of you know venue that is based on entertainment, this is a tech that you have to get into because 
one of the number one holdups for getting a drink is bartenders obviously being too busy. Okay. Bartenders that can't get to you. The number one reason that bartenders can't get to you is because they spend an inordinate amount of time scanning cards, doing change, those kinds of things. Yep. That that takes up such a huge percentage of a bartender's time where they could be doing the one thing that actually makes money, which is making drinks for people. Yep. And if you could implement that into these these venues, the experience goes way up. I would go to a place so much more if that process was easier because number one, you can have less staff and do and cover more of your bar. And so yeah, like as I'm sitting there, like it really hit me. I um, you know, it's it's us too. One of the things that we're really looking at implementing right now, and it's a it's a hill we have to climb. How many customers do we have right now that go through our checkout pages every single week that have to put their credit card in again? Hmm. Good point. You know, and yeah. one of the things that you know I really want to happen is this: I want someone to put in, uh, I want them to put in their email address, you know, whatever, and I want that to be able to hit their phone and you know them confirm, and then we've got their information stored. You know. What's the Amazon experience? I don't have to think about putting my card in Amazon every time. I log in. I, I click a button. That's, That's it. Right. The number one thing that Amazon did that was extremely intelligent was they got everybody's credit card. <laughs> that was it. They got everybody's credit card on file. And... It, that's exactly the concept is when somebody, when you can literally get to that place, and this is what Disney has mastered too. When you can get to a place, whether you have a digital business, whether you have a physical business, where somebody knows you and trust you enough that they know your cards on file and all you have to do is make sure that you're verifying that it's you. It's the amount of money that you can charge goes way up. That is one of the, uh, and one of the, one of the other things I've not told you about that we're working on. One of the core things that we're working on right now is how do we make it easier for people to spend money with us again without having to go find their wallet? How many people do I lose every week on a sale because somebody has to run downstairs and grab their wallet? Think about that. Yeah, You know, and they go downstairs and they get distracted and, you know, they never get back. And, and so this is the thing that really hits you. And you're just like, it's not always about having to build a better product. Sometimes your product is really just good. It's good already. Sometimes yeah. it's just about making the process of, as you said, I'm so glad you brought this up because I didn't even think about it. But yes, that was so easy there. I spent so much money because it was so easy. Like it was yeah. just ridiculous. Like I had a little heart attack when I came back. Not really, but you know, you get what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, it was so easy to spend money there that when it was all said and done, I was just absolutely in marvel of how easy they had made it to get our money and deliver a quality product. And so, yep. you know, good call on that, man. That's, <laughs> that was amazing. But, you know, I think that's the point is you don't have to have a big festival to do any of these things. You just got to think, how do I apply it to, you know, our business. And and that's, that's the set of notes that I had, uh, as, as I got back. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we even talked about joining list too. I don't, I didn't even tell you this part. So I ended up in the fender tent, um, later on in the festival where they had walls of guitars and stuff. So of course I'm drooling everywhere and stuff like that. And you, <laughs> you already know this, that I'm in the, I'm in the market for a new guitar. Well, I found some brands of the guitar that I, I'm chasing after. And there was a little QR code to join a list nice. to be able to start getting information. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to purchase a guitar from that company based off of what I see on that list. And I, I yeah. mean, that just goes to show you that's, that's a uh, proof, proof in the pudding right there. Well, that's the thing. It's just like, you know, so many people spend so much money to just get in front of you. 
and they never do mm-hmm. anything with it. You know, whether it's a Groupon to get you to come in one time and they never put you on a list, whether it's a, you know, like I said, putting up a, a, a booth at an event and, you know, hey, look at us, come talk to us. And then they never follow up. And, and yeah. I think that's the thing is like the number one thing that we do really, really well is we follow up. You know, we follow up and, um, you know, it's always about getting better about that. And, you know, Bourbon Beyond, Serial uh, Progress Seeker, whatever we're doing, that that's the key. You know, and, that, and we talk about that a lot in the book, you know, not to not to pimp our own book here. <laughs> but but it's you true. Know, it's true. But it but one of the core components of that funnel that you build when you, you know, when you want to be someone that is running a business, you know, without having to have a location is a list. That's the thing, because now the only way you have to interact with somebody is through digital means. You don't have, well, they can drive by your location anymore. It's just that. And so it becomes critical. And I, you know, that was the thing that years and years ago I stumbled into that I was like, oh, you mean if I send out an email, people buy stuff from me? Cool. <laughs> if I send out a text message, people buy stuff from me? Cool. And that's <laughs> the thing. When you've given someone a good experience on the front end, they are. They just have to be reminded that you're still around and that you've got things for them to buy. So, yeah. yeah. Man, this was awesome. I I, yeah. I I can't speak high enough about uh, how great Bourbon and Beyond was. Number one, because I get to hang out with my best friends. But also, <laughs> I mean, we literally, you know, we've been talking about it for this entire week, and I've been sharing it with my circle. I'm sure you've done the same, and it's going to be something that continues to grow. And it's because of the experience that was created, because of the tech that was behind it, because of the thought process of the leaders leaders that were putting the things on. And it just goes to show you that we can all take a lot of lessons from a lot of folks that are out there kicking ass every single day, putting on a great events like this, or even serving up great drinks at a bar. There's a lot of folks out there that are doing this really well. And we love to be able to attach ourselves and learn from those people. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad we got to nerd out and talk about this a little bit. And, uh, I hope that everybody listening actually, you know, enjoyed us nerding out and talking about this stuff. <laughs> so, uh, I know we've got a lot more coming on this. 